Welcome back to Down to Mars. I cannot believe that we are already approaching the last full week of March, but trust, I am super grateful that we finally made it into spring because that winter weather was really wearing on me. So we made it. We made it. Uh, lots of great stuff to cover in today's episode, and I'm excited to dive in. As always, we'll begin with our shooting star of the day. Today, we're featuring Dr. Patricia Bath. Born in Harlem, New York, Bath developed an interest in science early in her life. She attended medical school at Howard University and completed a fellowship in ophthalmology at Columbia University. In 1981, Bath invented the surgical tool that made her famous, the laser phaco probe, which she continued to perfect and later patented in 1988. The tool was used during eye surgery to correct cataracts an eye condition that clouds vision and can lead to blindness. Cataracts usually affect older people. Bath's laser tool was more precise, less invasive, and less risky than previous devices and has been used all around the globe. Bath actually claims many firsts. She was the first African-American to complete a residency in ophthalmology, which is amazing. The first woman to chair an ophthalmology residency program in the United States and the first African-American female doctor to secure a medical patent. So basically, <laughs> she's a genius. She also co-founded the American Institute of the Prevention of Blindness. I'd like to share a small clip of Patricia sharing her experience in her field. One rainy, cold, lonely night in the labs, working until 2, 3 a.m. Eureka, laser phaco, came to the planet. I explained to the director what I had achieved, and he said, you didn't do that, that's impossible. There was not acceptance, and in some instances, there was anger that petite moi, little me, had indeed shattered the glass ceiling, had a scientific breakthrough, and he wouldn't look me in the face. <laughs> The narrative of surprise, it has to change. I realize that when I achieve these things, it helps what other women and other people of color, black women can do. But keep in mind, I never had any doubts. <laughs> Today's tech topic is storytelling. Have you ever heard of the folktale story, 1001 Nights? It's a powerful story of a young woman, Sherazad, who was up for execution. In this story, Sherazad devises a brilliant plan to save her own life. Each night she tells the king a story so enthralling that he must postpone her execution one more night to hear the ending of her story. So this goes on, 1001 Nights until the king finally decides that he just cannot execute Shirzad. The moral of the story is that storytelling is extremely powerful. So goes the same for storytelling in the tech space. There is a company called Nest that sells smart home products. In 2016, they've made the decision to, instead of bombarding consumers with confusing tech specs, the company decided to focus on telling stories about how these products would go about improving families' lives. This approach ended up helping Nest 
surpass their earnings estimate. So here are some tips on storytelling from Entrepreneur Magazine. When Apple introduced the iPhone, no one really knew what a smartphone was. I remember I used to call it a space phone. And in that time, literally phones only dialed out. So instead of dropping a ton of details about metrics and um, all that tech technical information about the phone, Apple decided to launch the iPhone with a clean, clear, almost mysterious message. This thing is going to change your life. And keeping that story simple, relatable, and whimsical really helped Apple to be successful. The idea is to, instead of focusing on technology, build on the anticipation for the revolution or disruption that you intend on embarking on in the market. The next tip is to always focus on the why. Why should customers buy your product? In the 90s, IBM was coming out with words like cloud computing and infrastructure, supply chain management, and these these sort of terms were not uh, super easy for the average consumer to grasp. So instead of focusing on that, they focused on the why. They took the humorous route and started uh, delivering commercials that sort of hinted to what they were planning on doing with predictive and descriptive analytics, but not really focusing again on the technical aspect. Basically saying, hey, in the future, there's going to be capabilities for us to provide predictive analytics for businesses and prescriptive analytics. And yeah, you don't know exactly how we're going to do it, but just know that you can trust us. The next tip is to always get an outside opinion of your story. Sometimes focus groups are helpful, but sometimes they're not because if you're paying people, they don't always give you um, the most honest answer, right? So instead, get feedback from third-party experts who have told similar stories about tech products through advertising and know exactly what it takes to connect with an audience. This can mean hiring a marketing agency or bringing on a freelance creative consultant for a few weeks. Trust me, it'll be worth it. The brand that tells the best story will always win. So flex your storytelling muscles and get to work. On that note, on today's episode, we will be hearing from Milwaukee's brilliant storyteller, Anita Mogaka. She and I had a great conversation about the power of storytelling, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let's tune in. Okay, so we are here with Anita Mogaka. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> She is founder of The Bee Narrative. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's a busy day, but I can't complain. Busy and blessed. You so got yes. one more event after after this, right? Yes. Shout out to Social X MKE. Um, they are having a uh, personal branding workshop with Fuel MKE for part of their uh, professional development boot camp. So that should be pretty fun. Yes. I'm going to try and stop by too if I'm not too tired, but... The way my whole entire life is set up these I days. swear, I swear. <laughs> I might just go right home and take a nap. Listen, listen. <laughs> you get me. So before we dive in, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about something that's been on my mind um, for the past week, and it's about the the power of of storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling is a skill, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely. Definitely. And it just... You know, I started doing some research on how it impacts 
um, business branding. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, I, what I've learned is that, okay, obviously we know like our ancestors, people in the past, they use stories mm-hmm. to, you know, share their history, um, to just explain the world. Uh, they use stories for a number of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, really that's how humans uh, learn and connect. Exactly. Right? So it almost provides our businesses with a bit of a primal power mm-hmm. when you leverage a story mm-hmm. or have a really good backstory behind your business. Mm-hmm. So to start, <laughs> my question for you <laughs> is if you had to label the chapter of your life, so Ooh, name the Lord. chapter of your life right now, <laughs> what would it be called? Oh, Mm-mm. this is hard okay let's see right now i would say that things are coming together for me um and everything that i've kind of been working on and planning for for like the past year is finally like starting to come to fruition so i would call it um fruition 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 oh i love <laughs> <Fruition>. that <laughs> Fruition. That is actually very nice. So thank you. <laughs> I, for, for myself, I was thinking faith. Okay. Because everything for me right now mm-hmm. seems to be coming together very yeah. nicely, and um, I think it's because of just the leap of faith that but, I had yeah. in myself and just in my spiritual life that sort of helped me to even get to where I no, am right yeah. now. It's just super necessary. So fruition I can and faith. Relate. Very. I like that. Powerful. I like those two together. Yes. Can we like? <laughs> I like that because right? I can relate. Spiritual level, yes. It might have the title of this episode but, now. Yes, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> but okay, so let's dive in. Let's tell our listeners who is Anita Mogata. Of course. So, I am a transplant, actually, to Milwaukee, um, or of Milwaukee. I was actually born in Kenya. So my family's from Kenya. Um, and at the age of five, my family decided to relocate to Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, which is a suburb about 15 minutes outside of Minneapolis, um, for those who know the area. And um, so I grew up in in Minneapolis or Brooklyn Park, and I didn't know English when I came. So it's, it's funny because... <laughs> I was actually put in ESL classes um, when I first came to America, but I quickly, you know, transitioned out of that. But yeah, growing up in in Minnesota was a really fun time for me because I grew up with a lot of close cousins and we're a pretty tight knit family. Um, But after high school, I wanted to leave home and I wanted to like gain that freedom. Um, And I wanted to go far enough where I felt like, okay, I'm leaving my family behind and I have my independence. But at the same time, I wanted to be close enough for comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I decided to attend the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee where I studied finance and marketing and international business and um post-graduation i went to new york city for um an internship in pr at edelman communications wow, yeah that was cool. that was intense it was really fun long? it was a summer internship okay. yeah so i was living in brooklyn actually and then working in manhattan and i was like getting up every day like four or five in the morning like I was really about this New York lifestyle um it was it was really a lot but I was like okay New York is a lot for me I thought I would love it because I was so busy in college Mm -hmm. and just involved in so many things and so I thought that busy life Mm -hmm. was for me and it just didn't work out that way (laughs) it didn't work out that way so maybe not right not the right time exactly exactly down the line (laughs) you never know yeah 
So then I came back to Milwaukee and I decided to start my business after um, applying to a couple different companies and kind of getting turned down during mm-hmm. the interview process. Um, and so I decided to, cr- to create my own opportunity. Awesome. And so I have to share uh, the first time, I believe it was the first time I heard you uh, give a pitch mm-hmm. about the B narrative. Mm-hmm. I was, was that a demo day? I, it was demo day. Okay. <laughs> And I was just so blown away. Oh, thank you. Yeah, your energy <laughs> was just so incredible. Thanks. And I was like, I need to figure out how to get that kind of energy. <laughs> because, you know, I, I have to pitch out all the time. I'm actually yeah. pitching out on Monday okay. for reverse pitch. So okay. Oh, is that? Look, prayers up. Here <laughs> That's here, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so... I'm I'm always thinking, how do I really capture that Anita energy? Because <laughs> you just came out such a force, and you're just like, Thank you know, you. I'm Anita Mogaka. Right? <laughs> you just you were just gone. I was you just gotta like, own it. Whoa, you, just... you owned it, and it was just so strong. So with oh, that same you. energy, let's tell our listeners. What is the B narrative? Of course. So the B narrative is the black excellence and empowerment narrative. And it stemmed out of seeing so many images and stories about Milwaukee being the most segregated city in the U.S., Milwaukee incarcerating the most black men in the U.S., and just overall being the worst place for black people to live in. And so that really um, struck a nerve in me. And as a transplant and someone who has come to love the city and value the people the places and experiences, I wanted to create a platform specifically to highlight those positive stories. And so that's what the B narrative is about. And I'm here to just offer a different perspective of Milwaukee so that people can see that, you know, it's a great place to live, learn, work and play specifically for black millennials. Okay, so you said live, learn, work, and mm-hmm. play. Are mm-hmm. those the those are the pillars? The pillars, Listen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my four pillars that I definitely um, want to create my content around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think first, that's just an incredible concept and it's it's so needed. Right. Mm-hmm. I think about um, the conversations that I have with my friends outside of Milwaukee and they always say, like, oh, home of five through two oh six. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I'd rather right. not right. be known for that. Right. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why um, in, in Jack Constellations, I um, started um, our initiative, the Milky Way. Right. Mm-hmm. So rebranding Milwaukee into the t- into a, a diverse tech hub called the Milky Way because I want people to think of Milwaukee as something that people, you know, exactly. want to go to, exactly. want to live and thrive, you know. And so I think that that's so necessary. And mm-hmm. as I've shared with you before, we definitely have to work together. Yes, of course. <laughs> it makes sense. It's a natural fit. <laughs> Faith and fruition. Absolutely, <laughs> girl. Yes. <laughs> um, but tell me, how did you come up with the name, the yeah. B narrative? It's yeah. just so cool. And like your brand is awesome. The oh, thank you it's hard to forget <laughs> yeah honestly um it goes back to kind of what you said and having faith and and just being um in tune with god for me my faith is very important and so um it was it just kind of came about through conversations um that i had and i knew that i wanted to focus on black excellence i know black excellence has been like a theme and Mm -hmm. like almost kind of like a trend trendy word or phrase um Mm -hmm. but um when i saw the word be and what it means like as a verb to actually be Mm -hmm. um it it means to kind of like stand in in your purpose or to just 
it's like I am when you just declare something it's like to be it's a powerful word for me but then I added the extra e at the end for empowerment because I didn't want to just show the excellence I really wanted to offer a tool that could empower other people to do whatever it is that they wanted to do um yeah and also I looked up the significance of a bee Mm-hmm. and a B more than Beyonce oh it's <laughs> listen <laughs> it's, Beyonce probably knew what she was doing though yeah. <laughs> no but the B signifies a community it signifies uh, positivity and it signifies strength and so all of these different things are apparently um, um, adjectives or mm-hmm. are a part of the B and so and it's it's Bees are leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Within within their colonies, mm-hmm. and there's just yeah, it's essential like, to our life. Literally, if the bees die, we, we die. all die. <laughs> we all going down. Google Google bees, yeah. the honeybee. Y'all yeah. save the honeybees. <laughs> yes. So it's like without black people, honestly, think about it. Ooh. You know, I didn't want to go there, but I mean, I'm glad that you did though, <laughs> because that is some serious truth right yeah. now. I yeah. mean, without us, mm-hmm. uh, without the motherland, where's that? I wonder where we would be. <laughs> be. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, honestly, from so many angles, you can see how brilliant this brand is. Um, so to continue that thread, um, I, I listened to you earlier. You were saying that you you weren't getting the, the job offers that you were mm-hmm. looking for. Mm-hmm. And that's really what prompted you to say, hey, I'm going to just create my own opportunities. Mm-hmm. So to me, that seems like owning a business wasn't necessarily yeah. the, the first right. goal. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. My my parents are African, like I said. Yeah. So they were like, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. really. Um, that typical, you know, kind of. Um, expectations for me and so when I went to school like Mm -hmm. I said I studied finance and marketing and international business and while I was in school I did internships at Rockwell and United Way and um, Pearls for Teen Girls and I I was on campus um, as a student leader and I was president of the Black Student Union and I started my own women's empowerment organization Mm -hmm. called Sisters in Solidarity and I studied and I had this great GPA and so Mm -hmm. I felt like I did all of these things to prepare for my full-time job and career and when that didn't pan out, it really humbled me. <laughs> and it really, I think that was the most um, wow. testing or the most um, kind of shaky I've been in like so far in my adult life. And I mm-hmm. think that God put me in that position specifically to see if I had enough faith, you know, yeah. to follow through. And yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't planning on it at all, but you know, when every door closed right in my face, you know, I would do, I would go up to like the third interview and they would be like, yeah, you know, you did really great, but it's just not going to work out. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it was the most frustrating yeah, feeling, especially just because, you know, as a college student, this is all you prepare for, right? right? This is what, this is game time. <laughs> this, this is the, right, this is it. This is the Show moment. Um, <laughs> literally. And it was like, boo, like, get off the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, definitely, um, it was out of, um, it was out of faith that I mm-hmm. stepped into entrepreneurship. So, I think uh, on the theme of storytelling, it's so important to share our stories and mm-hmm. to share our struggles. Mm-hmm. And, um, not just the successes, right? Oh, yeah. Um, we were talking about, uh, a couple of days ago, I was talking with my friend about um, how social media, people mm-hmm. only really put the 
the yeah, the highlights, the highlights, <laughs> right? And yep. not the struggles. Yep. I think that is so important to share our struggles because one, it encourages people who mm-hmm. are currently struggling mm-hmm. as well to keep going, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm so glad that you shared um, your um, struggle that sort of led you to this right. win, right? right? Um, I did not have a similar experience. Uh, so I was hired right away, mm-hmm. straight out of college. Yeah. And here I am mm-hmm. still in a very similar position as you, mm-hmm. um, uh, founder of my own business, Jack Constellations. And I think that it's, it's telling, right? Because even if the door does open, mm-hmm. um, you can still end up somewhere else, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and for me, I think like uh, starting, starting my own business wasn't necessarily like the the top of mind for mm-hmm. me but i think that uh what i was what i have been looking for is just more freedom to do exactly what i wanted and mm-hmm. to make an impact that i yeah. wanted without a say and you know i'm curious do mm-hmm. you do you feel grateful now that you're oh able yeah to move and navigate oh my goodness you can now <laughs> yes definitely a, a blessing <laughs> in disguise definitely a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. i i just remember the feelings at that time it really is like college you know post-grad <laughs> depression mm-hmm. and blues mm-hmm. and like i said one of the worst times in my life but looking back on it now i'm like thank you god yes. for that you yes. know and if it wasn't for that Mm -hmm. I guess defeat then I wouldn't have found the B narrative and now that I'm standing in the B narrative and I'm pursuing it and getting ready to do my official launch soon um it I just know this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing I know this is my mission this is my passion Mm -hmm. and um everything is just aligning you know but what an incredible feeling and what a blessing it is to, to have that mm-hmm. because I can't tell you how many of my friends have reached out to me as of late and shared that, hey, I don't know what my passion is. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you really know what your passion is, mm-hmm. Nadia. You love tech. You love um, empowering you know black people with technology. Mm-hmm. I wish I had my passion. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, like it is such a blessing yeah. right, to know exactly oh what my you want to do and, and to be doing it. Yes. And um, honestly, I, I, what I want, want to get out of this um, piece of the conversation uh, or what, what I want the listeners to get out of this, that um, becoming a founder of your own business or um, getting the freedom that you want, mm-hmm. the path is not linear, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. So we had completely different um, stories, yeah. right? You struggle to get a job. I, yeah. I got, I was blessed enough to get my job right mm-hmm. out of college. Uh, well, after grad school mm-hmm. and, um, even still, mm-hmm. I ended up still seeking, uh, wanting to have that freedom and flexibility to yeah. move and make the impact that I really wanted to. Yeah. And, um, here we are. Right. right? <laughs> so I think it's all about trusting yourself, um, um, making sure that you find your passion and then taking that leap of faith, like mm-hmm, you said. Mm-hmm. So um, for the listeners out there who perhaps would like to share their story, um, tell them what services do you provide? Yes. Um, so the B narrative right now um, is looking for stories in the Milwaukee area um, that are focused on African-Americans who are either entrepreneurs um or just, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur. If you just have a dope story to tell um, and you would like that to either get more visibility um, or you would just like to share your story with a specific audience, um, 
then I would love to interview you and I would love for you to reach out to me um, to see if there is some alignment in that. And also I do work with organizations or businesses that have a similar mission in terms of wanting to empower the African-American community, um, but don't know exactly how to tell that story to our audience. And so um, I like to call myself the community narrator. And what I would love to do is come in and help those organizations really tell their story from our point of view, you know, like we need to tell our stories right. by, you know, by us, for us, by us, by right. what is, is that what it is? For, for us, us, by us. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time that people start hearing um, our stories from our own mouths. So on that same train of thought, right. Um, controlling the narrative. Mm-hmm. I, I recall hearing you once say that you don't like the term changing the Mm -hmm, narrative mm -hmm. so what would you prefer folks say instead yeah so it's kind of like for me i i prefer to say to create i think there's so much power in creating and Mm -hmm. i think that we are all creatives at the end of the day you know yeah i say that all the time yep (laughs) like anything that you can possibly think of i truly believe that you can manifest and so i just feel like a lot of people put power into trying to change something you know and you're trying to force somebody else to do something differently when the only person you can really control is yourself, right? Yes. And what you can control is what you want to see. Yeah. And that's where you create. And so for me, creating is more powerful because it, it puts that ownership and power back into our hands rather than saying change. No, I, I absolutely love that. I love it and I believe it and I live it. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. Yes, I do, girl. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to say back in May, so it's almost been a year, mm-hmm. I did an illustration of a young black girl, mm-hmm. big curly hair. She's on a laptop mm-hmm. programming something that I imagine will make a positive dent in the world, mm-hmm. as Steve Jobs would say. And um, the caption that I put on the, the picture is, okay, um, you know, put something on paper and watch it come to life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I literally feel like I manifested just yeah. constellation. Yeah, that's so dope. <laughs> I, Because, you know, I I posted a video of like how, because I always post like a video of my art and mm-hmm. how like it progresses mm-hmm. until it's complete. And then I started just saying, it would be really cool if I just captured like the different phases of like how this continues to evolve. Yeah. And before you know it, you see like, oh, well, um, the image has turned into a sticker. Now mm-hmm. the sticker is on the back of so many different laptops mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. right? Representing diversity in technology. Mm-hmm. And here now I have my own company, Jack yeah. Constellations, that pushes that. That's so dope. And so there's this phrase, I don't know where I heard this from. I want to say Erica Badu, but... <laughs> <laughs> Make it up, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> but it, it goes, write things on paper and watch it get real, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so I yep. think it's just so... Um, such a great point about how we are creators mm-hmm. and, and how we should place our energy on creating yeah. um, more so than trying to change exactly. the negative because um, I think that that's really how you begin to control or create exactly. your narrative. Exactly. So Down to Mars podcast, uh, we focus a lot on entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and uh, specifically in the tech space. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to sh- uh, have you share with our listeners mm-hmm. Um, what role do you feel technology plays yeah. in the narrative? Of course. So with it being a, a media company or media platform, of course, nowadays, everything is, is video. And so video storytelling 
is that you know is that wave right now and mm-hmm. so technology of course being whether the phones that we use mm-hmm. to watch these videos or the equipment that we use to record the videos um it's all a part of making these stories come to life mm-hmm. and so i think that technology honestly is a tool mm-hmm. um for our time right now mm-hmm. and that anything can really be um melded with with technology Mm -hmm. and so i think a lot of tech is in everything i think when people think tech they think very like yes uh, i don't even know exactly like Like somebody in the back room coding and never having a life or something exactly (laughs) exactly right or i what i imagine is somebody in the back room like taking apart a computer i don't know and like rebuilding it or something like that (laughs) but like tech is in everything everything is tech nowadays and so Mm. for me um with digital media i knew that i didn't want the b narrative to be um like a newspaper or a magazine or anything like that i knew that i wanted it to be strictly video stories only um and so i won't have any written content um and that's yeah yeah so it's all video all video (laughs) you know what i that's how i do (laughs) (laughs) i like it yeah awesome um so one of the things that comes to mind when i think of storytelling is um the the recent use of augmented reality mm-hmm. and virtual reality yeah i was doing a design session with someone who said that they wanted to share the stories of um uh, folks who just got out of prison mm-hmm. right and to share like their backstory how they got into prison and and the overall transition back into the mm-hmm. real world mm-hmm. and um this this individual was also sharing like hey i'd like to also um it would be great to share the history of just Milwaukee in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, first thing that comes to mind, it sounds like a documentary. Mm-hmm. But as we continue to flesh out ideas, mm-hmm. um, you know, augmented reality came into play. Virtual yeah. reality came yeah. into play. And this is this is a, a huge, huge industry already. Mm-hmm. And it's going to even become um, larger mm-hmm. um, by the time it's 2025, right? Mm-hmm. And so do you see ever leveraging yeah. augmented reality? I have actually had a couple of thoughts on it and I do see I do see it possible and I do see it happening. I can't remember where it was. I want to say it was like last fall during the fall experiment mm-hmm. and I went to one of the sessions or I was listening to one of the sessions and they were talking about using um, augmented reality for storytelling Mm -hmm. and how in schools um, to teach different subjects like let's say um, I don't know history or something um, that they would would somehow have this video you know and they would have VR and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and and to be able to to um, learn in that capacity and I think that I don't remember where else I saw it but just like it was about us learning about different cultures in the world Mm -hmm. um and understanding um another culture without actually having to be there and so using vr and augmented reality to kind of feel like you're there i don't know but i definitely do see it as a possibility and i would i want to flush that out some more and kind of brainstorm on that but definitely i think that would be so cool right i got you girl (laughs) i'm gonna be be at your door Um, it's definitely a powerful tool, and I'm looking forward to seeing what folks will will do with it, specifically around storytelling, for sure. Mm-hmm. So since we have you here, share with the listeners some tips on how they can create really powerful, riveting stories, yes. backstories on their businesses, and create powerful brands. Yeah. 
I think that for businesses specifically, um, to tell a really powerful story, you have to believe in something, right? There has to be a mission or um, a larger goal in mind. I think sometimes a lot of companies just want to put content out there just to put it out there and they don't really know how to connect with that specific audience that they want to connect with. And so I think that's one of the main things is you have to have a main mission goal or some passion that's that's the underlying message. And I think once you find that, then you're able to then position yourself with whatever key audience you're trying to reach um, and to go from there. But obviously, you know, like, you know, back in the day or back when we were learning how to write in school, I know they always tell you, like, you know, you have to have the climax and, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, oh, yeah. a protagonist and an antagonist. And mm-hmm. so there definitely is, um, there is some truth to that in the sense that people do connect with seeing somebody who maybe went through a struggle like we talked about earlier and then having a victory at the at the end of the day um but i think at the at the very end of the day just learning how to connect with your audience in an emotional way and, and captivating them emotionally is what's going to make your story resonate more than anything awesome tips that i'm yeah. definitely going to use so i I'm a little bit tired of, yeah. of my story and I'd like to switch it up just a little yeah. bit. Um, but so far it's been, it's been working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I usually start off with just sharing about my struggles, mm-hmm. right. Um, throughout my STEM journey. Um, and then focus in on the lack of representation, mm-hmm. right. The problem story, like where the gaps are. Mm-hmm. And then it leads into how I intend on filling those mm-hmm. gaps, but really making sure that I'm pulling on those heartstrings and helping exactly, people right? <laughs> really relate. So, yeah. yeah, I think one other way that I saw somebody talk about like creating a new narrative or narrative work is by like doing exercises with people mm-hmm. have you ever like thought about like when you're speaking like having people in the audience do like an exercise of some sort does that make sense like, like an actual exercise. like to picture something no. or <laughs> no 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 not <laughs> we ain't doing jumping jacks and pushes no 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 <laughs> no but just like i i saw someone and i forgot his name it was a video i was watching and it was about a narrative work and he was like look at your look at the person next to you and think about everything that's wrong with them and right, like you, you, the first thought is like, huh? Like, why would I do that? Like, that's bogus. Oh. That's messed up. But it allows you um, to then think about what people, when you look at Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing people do is look at all the negative stuff, right? Yeah. But you, but when you do that to another individual, yeah. you realize how backwards and wrong that oh, is. That's actually really yeah. good. Yeah. And so when, yeah, I, I saw them like, yes, I love that. Cause that, that really to me helps. Um, people understand why like looking at the positive is so important and why we need to look at people's contributions more than we do their deficits so yeah I love that I'm gonna start implementing that Mm -hmm. into um, my pitch you know it reminds me of um, last year when I had um, that event I forget what it's called Lord help me oh the Milky Way changing the narrative okay and I invited um, a guest speaker Mm -hmm. and he started with a like it's 
an activity i forget it was like take a selfie of yourself and mm. just oh having i remember that yeah remember that yeah yeah and then he integrated other stories like exactly green eggs and ham exactly um, things yeah of that nature. Just to i have it, to you right make it fun and unique yeah. and different because i'm like you i'm like i'm tired of telling everybody my same story i'm right. like okay yes. i said it enough <laughs> oh lord like i'm tired <laughs> and, and the burnout is real for yeah. me so i recently um uh, I went to dinner with this guy and he mm-hmm. had asked me, he was like, you know, why did you get into computer science? Huh? I was like, I really don't want to answer right? this question because <laughs> you said I it a billion times. Time. <laughs> so he's kind of looking at me strange. And I was like, I don't have the right. energy. If you only knew, like, yeah. let me so forward you my I bio. Did, I, did. <laughs> I, no, I sent him like a link yeah. of, of me talking because I'm like, I'm so sick of this answering this question. So wait. yeah, yeah. Long story short, keep, let's keep it fresh mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and switch it up every now and then. So let's switch gears um, and talk a little bit about the blueprint. So earlier we yeah. were talking about Demo Day and how mm-hmm. you wowed me at oh. Demo Day, right? <laughs> yes. So that was part of the blueprint. So tell us, what is the blueprint? Yeah, so the bl- blueprint is a business um, cultivator program that was started by Khalif and Q. Alamin. Um, and basically it was an eight week program um, where every Saturday we had speakers come in to talk about the blueprint, um, not the blueprint, excuse me, the business model canvas. And so every week we will go through a different part of the business model um, and learn about it and then apply it to our own businesses. And so it was really helpful for me specifically because at that time I was in the ideation phase of my business and it was really the perfect opportunity for me to put a business plan together and to think about my revenue streams and my audience and all those other parts. Um, and also to have a network of like-minded individuals going on this journey with me. I think that that was one of my biggest takeaways is just being with other um, entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs who are dope as hell, you yes. know, like doing their thing doing and, and sure. um, yeah, so <clears throat> I definitely want to give credit and a shout out to Q and Khalif because yes. they are doing amazing work in the community. They certainly are and an inspiration to me for sure. Mm-hmm. And I um, wasn't uh, lucky enough to be a part of the first cohort. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was an outsider looking in. Yeah. And uh, I work very closely with Chantel mm-hmm. uh, because she's a partner. Uh, her uh, business style Q is a partner of Jet Constellations. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of was, you know, able to get a glimpse in the inside and mm-hmm. to see how even um, just working with her, how things evolved yeah. because of the program. Yeah. And so I highly encourage it, listeners who are thinking about starting their business or currently in the ideation phase Mm -hmm. look up the blueprint for sure um i I do believe that cohort two applications have closed yes but still i follow follow young enterprise society Mm -hmm. and um you know definitely pick up on some of the the tips and the tricks and one of the things that I have um, definitely benefited from mm-hmm. <laughs> is just meeting you guys, right? Going to the events. Exactly. And networking. So, that networking piece um, is so important. You definitely want to like follow them on Instagram and learn where, when and where they have their events mm-hmm. and just come out and network with like you said, the brilliant individuals that are part mm-hmm. of the cohort mm-hmm. um, and see how you can funnel them into your business. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you got a good idea? How can we yeah. attack to that yeah. and keep it going? Exactly. Um, yeah. So you said that you were uh, in the uh, phase where you're about to launch mm-hmm. right now, right? Yeah. So what's that like? 
It is, I think, really nerve-wracking only because um, it's like, you know, for so long you have this idea, right? And you're working on, okay, what does the idea look like? Mm -hmm. And so I got past that part. And then it's like, okay, now I need the resources. And it's like, okay, I got past that part. And I'm like, dang, I actually got to launch now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's time to to take that leap of faith again. And, um, but I'm ready. And it's exciting because I think I've been doing a lot of pre-work to get to this point. I've Mm -hmm. been doing a lot of networking, a lot of speaking engagements. And so Mm -hmm. really the B narrative is out in the community right so now soft exactly yeah um but my official official launch you know we're gonna have a nice little party a nice little uh shindig and you know i just want to make it special okay. and i want to make sure that my um platform and website and everything obviously mm-hmm. is up and ready to go mm-hmm. um and i have a couple videos on there for people to view as well but yeah I've, I've definitely you know still been active on social media in the meantime i told myself i didn't want to let this launch official launch date like hinder me from not from putting anything out right. because for a long time i was telling myself like okay you're not putting anything out until you have an official launch no. and then i was like no sis that <laughs> that's, <at> yeah <laughs> that's not how you do it sis so uh-uh. I was like, I'm just going to start putting whatever I have or yeah. I'm doing out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll get there when I get there. And I think yes. that's that's a big piece of advice. Just yes. do it. I know y'all hear just it a lot, but it. just do it. Yes, it's <laughs> Period. so, that is so <laughs> true. Like, that's like the biggest piece of advice for mm-hmm. me. Like, uh, if I had waited till everything was perfect, I still would not have um, yeah. started Jet Constellations yeah. because it's never going to be perfect. No, an and analysis process is real, you yeah, know. Man. Yeah, and then it's analysis paralysis. That mm. is very, that's a great way to put mm-hmm. it because it really can um, hinder you from getting to where you need to be. And I just think that, you know, it's better to start yeah and to learn on your journey mm-hmm. than to wait and not learn and just exactly be stagnant yeah. yep and one thing that i think that made me even more confident is just you know again having faith like we keep talking about and knowing that my steps are already ordered right mm-hmm. and yep. all i gotta do is just walk now walk in it and yes. everything is gonna come together so i'm not as um I'm not as shakable or I'm not mm-hmm. as nervous and, 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 anxious. and anxious. Exactly. Now I'm just kind of like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you yep. know, let's do it. Yep. I'm in the, I'm in the same place right now. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to continue to trust. Yeah. Continue to walk my path. That's all you and, can do. And do your best. Yeah. As long as you're doing your best. <laughs> awesome. I think that's a, a great way to sum things up. So yeah. why don't you share with folks how they can uh, reach you mm-hmm. or share some handles? Yeah, some for sure. So you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram at the B narrative. That's T H E B E E N A R R A T I V E. The B narrative on Instagram and Facebook. And um, you can also go to my website right now and sign up for the mailing list so that you'll be updated um, for the official launch date and all other correspondence from me. And um, if you have a unique story that you would like to tell or if you know of someone that has a story that they would like to tell, um, then you can email me at Anita, A-N-I-T-A, at thebeenarrative.com. Awesome. Thanks, Anita. Yes, thank you, girl. Big thanks to Anita for coming on the podcast and dropping all those amazing gems. That's all we have for you today. As always, give us a follow on our Instagram and Facebook pages. 
Jet Constellations, and Down to Mars Podcast. We're also now on Twitter, so look us up. Down to Mars Podcast functions as a platform for Jet Constellations Milky Way Initiative to rebrand Milwaukee as the Milky Way Tech Hub, a tech hub that thrives on diversity. If you're interested in supporting diversity in tech, please donate by visiting our website, downtomarsmke.com. Until next time. Thank you.